Hi, and welcome back to the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kramer, and I'll be continuing our discussion on the book of Galatians. This New Testament epistle, or letter, was written by the Apostle Paul, one of the most outspoken followers of Christ. He encourages the people of Galatia to return to their Christian faith after they're led astray by false teachings. Let's pick up where we left off. Chapter 3, verses 23 through 25. The question is, it says right here that the law passed away with Christ. So why do Lutherans place so much emphasis on the law and gospel? The answer is, Lutherans deal with law and gospel because Martin Luther recognized how we are saved by distinguishing the one from the other. During the early years of his life, Martin Luther thought that the righteousness of Christ revealed in the gospel was describing the perfect life of Christ by which we would all be judged and condemned. He was perfect. We are not. Romans 1 verse 16. However, Luther noticed in Romans 4, which quotes Genesis 15 and Psalm 32, that the gospel applies the righteousness of Christ to us as a gift. Some people think the law is something we can take or leave, but this is not the case. The law describes how life works, like the laws of nature. Violating these laws brings certain destructive consequences, which is why God warns us not to do so. Deuteronomy 30 verses 11 through 20 and Ezekiel 18 verses 24 through 32. Some people turn the gospel into law, making absolution, baptism, and the Lord's Supper commandments that we must obey in order to earn God's favor. Jesus warned of this mistake with the parable of the wineskins, Matthew 9 verse 17. The law shows us our need, and the gospel conveys to us God's provision for that need in Christ. While the law can only describe what must be and terrify us with that truth, the gospel not only describes what is regarding the grace of God, but actually communicates and grants that grace to us. Paul did not say that the law passed away with Christ, though Jesus did fulfill all that the law demands. What changed with the sacrifice of Christ is that the law is no longer our tutor or guardian. We are not under the law anymore. Romans 8 verse 1. Christ restored our proper relationship to the law so that it's not over us to condemn, but under us to support. The gospel regenerates us in the image of Christ, gives us his mind, and moves us to love as we are loved. John 1 verses 12 through 13 and 3 verses 1 through 7, Philippians 2 verses 5 through 11, and 1 John 4 verse 19. This new man not only keeps the law, but agrees with the law and uses it in order to keep our old man, or flesh, under control. Romans 6 verses 1 through 23 and 12 verses 1 through 3 and 1 John 3 verse 9. Chapter 3 verse 27. The question is, is it necessary for people to be baptized in order to be saved? If God considers us all equal, then why do we have all different groups? The answer is, the answer to your question depends on how we define baptism. If you mean the ceremony where water is applied according to God's command, the answer is a qualified no. We know that the ceremony or sacrament of baptism is not absolutely necessary from the example of the thief on the cross, Luke 23 verses 40 through 43, and because we know it's the word that saves, not the water, Romans 10 verse 17. What is absolutely necessary is a life immersed or awash, baptized in the word of God, living water. See John 3 verses 1 through 7 and 8 verses 31 through 32, Matthew 28 verses 19 through 20, Romans 10 verse 17, and Colossians 3 verse 16. 
a life in the Word regenerates us, makes us desire and seek God's confirmation of this regeneration in the sacrament of baptism, and teaches us to appreciate that gift. Acts 8 verses 26 through 39 and 10 verses 24 through 48. God considers us all the same because we're incorporated into Christ, being regenerated by His Word. Nevertheless, we still have a human nature that is contrary to God, everyone else, and even our own best interests. Romans 5 verses 6 through 11. When the Word of God is absent, the Spirit of God is also absent, and our fallen human nature fights to satisfy its pride and selfishness. This is what causes divisions and perpetuates different groups, which all claim to be Christian. 1 Corinthians 1 verses 10 through 31 and Galatians 5 verses 15 through 26. Chapter 3 verse 28. The question is, if we are all one in Jesus Christ, then why is there still such discrimination? Why is the man's place higher in the church? The answer is, first, as long as we live with fallen human natures in a fallen world under assault constantly by the devil, nothing will ever be entirely as it should. Fallen human nature is proud and selfish. Second, discrimination is not necessarily a bad thing. Again, it is pride and selfishness that make people want to climb upon one another, as if that would make a life that matters and endures. Ecclesiastes 1 verses 1 through 11 and 2 verses 1 through 11 and James 4 verse 16 to 5 verse 6. Discrimination in this sense means to discern between one thing and another, which is helpful and often necessary. Third, Paul provides a great answer to your question as he describes our unity in Christ as a body. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 1 through 31. The Corinthians were competing with one another, just as you complain about, and Paul responds with this example. The highest and incomparable place in our union belongs to God, who in Christ is the head, singular and singularly focused on the will of God. Christ determines the composition of the rest of the body and who will serve which purpose. Ephesians 2 verses 20 through 22 and 4 verse 16. Fourth, as Paul's reference to the body indicates, different members of a body have different functions, some more visible and some less. The life and work of God's people is the same. We are ambassadors for Christ, every man, woman, and child. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. The difference comes in the role we have in relationship to one another and whether we fulfill that role in public or in private. People in authority are only higher in a fallen world where they use their authority to take their life from the lives of others. According to God's design, to be in authority is to bear responsibility. Thus, higher means taking the lowest place or living to support others. Luke 14 verses 7 through 35 and Philippians 2 verses 1 through 11. Speaking in public for Christ is a fearsome responsibility and therefore rests upon men who were created to lay down their lives for the sake of women and children. James 3 verse 1 and following and Ezekiel 33 verses 1 through 11. Men also bear public responsibility for women so that women have a safe environment in which they may pursue the life God has prepared them for, especially in the bearing of children. Genesis 2 verses 18 through 24, Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31, Ephesians 5 verses 15 through 33, 1 Timothy 2 verses 8 through 15, and 1 Peter 3 verses 1 through 7. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed the questions and answers we've been exploring today. For the complete collection of New Testament questions and answers, visit cph.org. Join me next week as we continue studying Galatians.